Hi, this is Mizey. And this is Sean. And this is A Little Rude. Do you know this, Sean? I do. That's the ice cream truck song. Or Turkey in the Straw. I'm going to stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, if what I know about the history of the song is correct, then you should stop dancing to it. (laughs) And that... Why are you you playing me the ice cream cream truck song? It's called Turkey in the Straw, right? That's the real name? Yes. And why am I playing it? And based on the history, that is our topic today. We are going to discuss the origins of some of our well-known nursery rhymes and childhood songs and just see where we fall. Um, so we're talking about racism on this here day. Or that. We can, we can phrase it that way. That's <laughs> well, one thing that's about Sean. Nice. She, she gets down to it. It'll take me 10 minutes to describe <laughs> something and then like her 10 seconds. Well, so I don't want to steal your thunder, but I'm just, when I think about nursery rhymes, I think about, oh, like, finding out about the ice cream song. <laughs> on, I think it wasn't on social media. It would have been before social media. But I remember finding out, like, the lyrics of it and being horrified and, you know, going back and thinking about some of the songs that we listened to as kids, like you said, nursery rhymes. It just triggered me. So, so let's, that's why I jumped ahead and said, oh, so we're talking about racism, but are we really talking about racism? So, right. We're talking about at this point, the ice cream song. Can you tell our audience a little bit about the lyrics that you find offensive? Um, okay. So everyone, no, I'm just joking. So <laughs> Turkey and the Straw, I write that it's called Turkey in the Straw because I couldn't really remember. Well, let's, I'd like to sort of clarify that, my understanding. So basically the person who uh, wrote the lyrics to the ice cream song, Mm -hmm. that uh, it's an adaptation of a jingle called Turkey in the Straw. Got it. So the Turkey in the Straw came first, but Turkey in the Straw was also a minstrel song. So that is, you know, so it still was, you know, something that was performed by white people who were imitating, uh, wearing blackface and imitating to be black people. And I believe, let's see, while you're singing it, Sean. (laughs) She's not going to sing today. I was trying to remember who actually uh, wrote it, but if you could just tell us a a few of the, the lyrics so people understand why this is considered an offensive song. Okay. So I know I, I literally just Googled. So folks to remind you a little rude is our shorter, softer code word, unresearched um, episode of the podcast where we talk about something that uh, comes to mind that we came across during the week that we thought would be interesting to talk about. So I am literally looking up the lyrics to Turkey in the Straw right now. Well, so I- there's a reference there's a reference to cracking the whip. Um there's a reference to uh a little monkey sitting on a pile of straw winking at his mother-in-law. Um 
Let me see. I feel like I should be keeping time here while you start saying that. But basically, uh, I put her, I, I put Sean on the spot with that. Basically, it's about um, like getting ice cream. And it definitely uses the, the N word, but it says, what's like the Negro's ice cream? And then they say, watermelon. Oh, <laughs> and they start thinking about watermelon. And <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is because it's not necessarily, it's not funny, but it's absurd to me, you know? And it was just these lyrics and the etymology of these songs to put groups down, you know? other groups down because there are other songs and other little nursery rhymes that really just are offensive. You know, these, you know, you think of these things when you're singing them as sort of fun and uplifting, but they're just mean, you know, and I know that might sound naive, but just, you know, when you get down to it, there's no point. They're, they're just mean songs, you know, about groups of people like, uh, Remember Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moe? Mm-hmm. I do. It was Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moe. The version I learned was the sanitized version, which was Catch a Tiger by the Toe. But I know that the previous iteration was Catch an N-Word by the Toe. Right. So some people would say, like, Catch a Tigger. So that helps you know. Yes. <laughs> if he hollers, you know. let him go. Any, meeny, money, mo. Exactly. And we would yeah. do that, you know, um, trying to figure out who was going to be it for hide and go seek when I was younger. Right. So c- can we just go back for a second to the ice cream song? Because mm-hmm. now I found the lyrics that and you did the, you know, color man's ice cream is watermelon. Then it goes on to say. N-word loves a watermelon, ha, ha, ha. For here they're made with half a pound of coal. There's nothing like a watermelon for a hungry coon. And we and our little baby selves were just running to the ice cream truck to a jingle that we had no idea was steeped in this this racist history. And I'm curious as to how that even became like the happy jingle that signals ice cream in summertime. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good. I mean, I guess, you know, it's literally talking about ice cream, so I get it, but geez, like just. Well, if if they actually played the lyrics, I probably wouldn't have gotten any ice cream from the ice cream man. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, well, what people say, and when I first heard about it, and oh, you should hear the original lyrics, it's a really racist song, is, you know, it it was presented in the context of, you know, can we divorce decades of history and racism from these songs, just change up a word or two, like, for instance, with any, meeny, miny, mo, and move on. You know, mm-hmm. like we've repurposed them, like we've repurposed the N word. And can we, you know, move on and, and ignore it and just change the words, which I say no hmm. to. And I feel like, I mean, I obviously learned all the songs. I didn't know what I was learning or the hateful meaning behind it. But it kind of makes me sad that, you know, that was chosen 
as the ice cream truck song for a reason. You know, Mm -hmm. it's been the ice cream song for decades throughout civil rights, throughout, you know, slate, well, not slavery, but after slavery. And during the era where the minstrel shows were going on. And I don't think you can divorce that the song was chosen for a reason, even if you do go back and remove the lyrics and just play the instrumental. So, and I think that's a good question. And that's, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's one of the things I wanted to bring up, not just about, oh, did you know some of these, you know, songs, children's songs have uh, racist beginnings, but there are basically two schools of thought in terms of, do you keep them and, you know, let children sing them and tell them eventually, you know, when they're old enough to understand how these songs came about? Or do you find new songs, completely new songs to replace these? Because I actually found out about the ice cream song when George Floyd happened and people were going through sort of pop culture. You know, Uncle Ben went away. Mm-hmm. Aunt Jemima, that's what we called her. Aunt Jemima, Aunt Jemima. Mm-hmm. she went away, you know, or was repurposed. One of the things, and this is sort of off topic, you know, when Landa Lakes got rid of the Native American woman that was on their butter, some people had an issue with it because I believe that the picture uh, or the painting that was commi- was commissioned for that woman, it's like a, it's an actual Native American garb and it was made by a Native American person. So when it went away, some people were like, hey, wait a minute, this isn't offensive to us, you know? So Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if perhaps keeping some of these songs, if you keep it, you know, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a tiger, allowing that and later, you know, and then telling people, well, did you know that it used to be this? Because it's not currently that. It's you're not singing it. You're not singing, you know, in word and everything like that. It's different now. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. just because it was that in the past doesn't mean it, it's that now. And it could be something considered interesting to know that we, you know, this started this way, but also you can see how it's changed. I feel like if you know better, you do better. So for me, it's I don't see anything wrong with learning the history. Of the nursery rhymes, many of which do stem back. I was looking at some dates while you were talking, um, and I had said earlier, probably the ice cream truck song doesn't stem back to slavery, but many of these songs do stem back. Like we said, the the eeny, meeny, miny, mo. There's one called Pick a Bale of Cotton, Jimmy Crack Corn, Oh, I Susanna, that one. Camp Town Races. All those songs go back. And I, I feel like we had to learn Oh, Susanna in music. Camp Town Races was the doodah, doodah song that was always on Looney Tunes, which there's a lot of reading about that, too. Um, and some episodes that they've had to permanently delete from the Looney mm-hmm. Tunes archive because of how offensive they were. Oh, the um, little and uh, then, ten little Indians. Yep, ten little Indians. They were shooting yep. them and basically making tallies on one Looney Tunes cartoon episode. Yeah, right, exactly. And so, while I feel like it's fine to learn the history of some of these things, I don't think. I would necessarily want to teach the remix 
to my kid and then be like, when you're old enough to understand, here's a rude awakening. All these songs you loved in your childhood, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe that's me, like my own scarring of finding out like all these little cutesy songs that I loved when I was little were all like, you know, somehow connected to slavery and slaves and shooting slaves or all those kinds of things, um, buying slaves and the like. Yeah, Asians, um, uh, Indians. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. All those things that are severely offensive. Now it's sort of like, I can't believe I was singing that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know now if I would teach those songs to another generation, I might teach about them, just like we learned about minstrel shows and blackface and why it's offensive so that it's not perpetuated, even though we have to reteach that lesson every year, every Halloween. (laughs) Um, Learning the history of things so history doesn't repeat itself. Right. But I wouldn't necessarily say let's learn the remix and move on with our lives. I think if you replace them with different songs, kids don't know any different. So yeah, that's true. um, I mean, I guess like we said, so you could, they might, they could be fine never hearing Eeny, Meeny, Miney, Moe because they never heard it before, you know, so you can replace it with something completely different and that could be without an issue. Yeah. I mean, with the way they're changing up the school curriculum, they may never learn that it's wrong anyway. Uh, That's that's Um, true. Because I did see a few websites, teaching websites that said don't teach it. But now you're right. It could be about freedom and parents' rights and and everything like that, you know? So um, I just, I'm in the camp of don't teach it, but I get your point. I, I take your point that the kid won't know any better if they if the words are changed and the the lesson's not there. But yeah, I I definitely see your point. Like you can have a whole new song and then you won't feel like you were singing something that was based off something that, you know, innocence, you were singing something that was based off of bigotry. Yeah. I'm curious to hear where our listeners line up on this. Would you allow your children to sing these old songs? and? even if they've been somewhat repurposed or as Sean said, remixed and eventually teach them the, the origins of it, or would you just have completely, completely different songs that you teach your, your children? Yes. Next time your kid runs for the ice cream truck, you can have a history lesson or you could just put some headphones on them with a brand new song. Or you could do what my mother did and say no. (laughs) (laughs) What's <laughs> some ice cream? <laughs> well, mine too, most of the time. But we did occasionally get our good. Um, I loved that uh, chocolate crunch bar and the uh-huh. nutty buddy cone. I never was this, and this so is totally chocolate. off topic. But you know, I saw something. You know, the drumstick cone. Do mm-hmm. you know they're selling? You know how the bottom of the cone had like chocolate? Yeah. in it they're selling just that little part of the that cone. That is now. funny. I was like, it was like a good part of the dessert. Like right at the end, you get another little bite of chocolate. But really. You know what? That reminds me of the Seinfeld episode when they were trying to sell muffin tops. 
Mm. And there are some. I actually I've seen those. Yeah, before. I've had muffin yeah. tops. They sell them in the grocery store. Yeah, but I I didn't care for chocolate ones because they make they make you thirsty. And if you're outside, who wants to go back inside and get some water? I just didn't like. I would have gotten the strawberry crunch versus the chocolate crunch, or like the um, Flintstones orange. Uh, I'm gonna say sherbet push up. Oh, the push up pop. Yeah. Yeah, I liked them all, which is still currently my adult problem. <laughs> but I I like the strawberry crunch, but I like the chocolate one better. And I do agree. In the summertime, I usually liked an Astro Pop because it was cold. Oh, popsicles, yes, yes. Popsicles were a bomb. And that was the biggest popsicle you could get. Yeah, so. you definitely wanted to get your money's worth. And while, you know, your friends could get that, you had to go inside and get the freezer ones that tore the sides of your mouth that your mom got for like 50 for a dollar at the grocery <laughs> store. And it's funny because right now I'm feeling the corners of my mouth and I feel like I still have scars trying to eat oh, those long plastic popsicles. Yes. Do you remember those? Yes, I do, so, girl. Yeah, your friends, I almost, they, get, yeah. they make alcoholic versions of them now in the I'm same little plastic tubing and they come in that same little red net where it's like a oh, hundred yes. of them in one. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. yep. Uh, I remember the so freeze. We call them freeze pops. Yeah. So yeah, I remember yep. the freeze pops. Yeah, well, everybody but, else got their... The, the ice cream truck right. ice cream. Yeah. Well, we, we had the freeze pops over at my house. Mm-hmm. Too. So yep. economic living. Yeah. Um, but maybe that tangent, though it's seemingly wholly unrelated, has uh, a good point to it, which is you can kind of keep the fond memories and strip away the negativity of knowing the history of that song. Yep. And keep the fond memories you have from the ice cream truck coming on the block. Yep. But I'm still in camp. Don't teach it. I just. This might be the last time that Sean hears this. Because those lyrics are horrible. So, Sean, thank you for joining me in this discussion on whether we should keep it or leave it with these nursery rhymes and songs from basically our childhood that have horrible, horrible origins. Um, Repurpose them or just dump them all together and start start anew. I feel like I need one of those big red buzzers that says like you say leave it and like the floor opens up and they all fall through it. <laughs> the ice cream truck falls through. Yes. So I do believe that they they started some new ones, some new songs which yeah. Again, that's going to be new for kids and that's going to be what they know. So mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, kids really only care that somebody selling ice cream is coming down the block mm-hmm. and they want it. About but you're, you're right, though. That song does signal it from a mile away. If they heard another jingle, they may not know. But um, for parents, that's what kids care about. And parents care that the, a popsicle is five dollars on one of these trucks. Right. And also about not perpetuating racist vestiges of the past. How about that? Thank you, friend. I couldn't have said it better. All right. <laughs> so All right. That's a little rude for us. Let us know what you think. And, we'll and we soon. will see you next week for a full episode. And in the meantime... To our audience, that was um, the floor opening up and uh, <laughs> dropping Sean in along along with the song lyrics. My mic fell through, <laughs> um, but uh, yes. In the meantime, you can find us on our socials. Um, IG is Rude Awakening Pod. Twitter is Our Rude Pod, and you can always find us on our website at ourrudeawakening.com. So until next time, bye.
Bye.